Okay, so when we first heard of COVID as a family, we had the feeling like that of um, Ebola. I don't know if you remember that feeling we had, like people are just going to die like flies and everything. But we still kept the faith because, yeah, we believed um, God can just let us die like that, like flies. Then as time went on, we saw how COVID didn't affect most countries in Africa. We thought maybe it's, it's a white disease and everything, but we still kept the measures. Yeah, we kept masking up and everything. And we kept praying. We started praying even more at the beginning. I mean, we're praying more at the beginning, but, you know, when we thought it was done, we just started, ah, okay, I think it's over now. You know how prayer points have to change. Yeah, but it came back again, and this time we're a bit more prepared. Yeah, a bit more prepared. But the businesses that support the family were mostly affected throughout the process, yeah. Thank you for that, Peter. Thank you for answering to our survey. And at the end of the podcast, we're still going to have a VM from Edith Chander. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Talk with the Zambian Child, hosted by me, Tapis Mart. Welcome to another episode on how we could heal our broken and how we could cure being vulnerable. There's been so much going on around and we haven't had a clue on how to fix things. So this 10-part episode has been about fixing and fixing. And today we are on our 18th episode, by the way. We are glad to have you as our listeners who keep sticking by and playing our podcast every Friday at 9 a.m. or whatever time is of your convenience. We want to say thank you to you. And to our new listeners, you're welcome. Join in the fan as we really talk about a topic that has been affecting all of us as a world. And we all know what that is. So, I hope you're all lovely and you're all sipping on any beverage that why dread you throughout the whole podcast. So today's topic is leave the world behind. I know somehow it might not be related to exactly what is the main center of what we're talking about the pandemic, COVID. But why we chose the title today, leave the world behind is because of a book we were reading as I told you earlier, I host a book club and the book we're reading for this man is Leave the World Behind. And I realized that most of us, when COVID came, we were just a centerpiece when the whole action was happening somewhere else before it came. So how did you respond to that? That's what the main concept is about. When you leave the whole chaos out and it's not yet within you, how do you respond to that? And when it comes with you, how do you respond to that as well? So that's why our title for today is Leave the World Behind. I hope it resonates with you. So before I even go any further, let's welcome our two guests today who, who go by the name of Anipiri and Chewe Gama. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Hi, everyone. We are glad to have you guys. Would you please just introduce yourself to our listening audience? We could start with you, Annie. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Annie Piri. I am a second year student at the University of Zambia. Wow, that's so short, but cool. <laughs> Teacher, <laughs> you I don't have much to say. Isn't this how you do introductions? Thank you for that, Annie. <laughs> okay, thank you uh, for this opportunity. Uh, my name is Joe Nkamba. Um, I'm, a, I'm a youth engagement officer at Coparo Zambia. And I'm a part-time counsellor. Yeah, I'm a part-time counsellor. Yeah, I'm located in Zambia, Lusaka, that's where I mostly found. So yeah, that's 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 about me as of now. Yeah. 
thank you very much for introducing yourself, both Annie and Shewe. So, listeners, you've heard it. We have today we've got a counselor and a student. So today we decided to spark it up by bringing someone who's been through this pandemic and someone who's really given professional help to people going through this pandemic. Because at the end of the day, we really need to talk about our situations. So let's get right into the talk, guys, and let's discuss our topic for today. So let me start by saying this. Um, when I'd come to your DM to ask you to come on our platform and talk about the pandemic and how we could really, really heal from its effect, what was your thought? Okay, so my thought was uh, I was very I was very excited because uh, there's not much that has been talked about when it comes to mental health and COVID to say. So I was very glad because I feel this is a platform where we can be able to reach out to a lot of people and just make them aware and know how to go about. COVID-19 and mental health. So for me, I was very excited and I was just ready to 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 to, to give away my lunchtime so that I can be uh, be part of this podcast. So I'm very, very excited and I'm humbled to be on this platform. Thank you for that, Chewe. Ani? Well, um, being someone that's experienced COVID-19 and taken care of someone who had it it's i feel like it's not really talked about people don't understand the effects the mental effects and the mental strain that covid-19 has on people in as much as we get sick yeah in hospital yeah wherever yeah in quarantine that's not it it's not about the physical aspect we've really placed so much focus on the physical aspect and not much on the mental aspect on how it affects the person that's sick, even the caregiver. So I feel like it's important for us to speak about these things because when people get depressed, it leads to suicidal thoughts and we have people killing themselves because there's no one to listen and there's no one. And the people that are listening aren't even understanding. So it's important for people to know what really happens and what we can do to make everything better, to make the situation better, to make people feel like they're being heard, they're being understood. Yeah. Thank you for those insights, both of you. We are glad we could have people that had such motivation to really heal the mental aspect of our citizens and the world at large. To our listeners, we've all known the pandemic came with a shock. It started in the Western world, but when it came to Africa, we really didn't exactly know how to respond. We weren't a mental aspect country from the start of a continent. Counseling, mental health wasn't something we were keen to, but now we saw that this had a strain on us. So let's get to hear of Annie's story on how her family had to respond to COVID, how she had to go through this COVID and how the effects came with it. She was sick at first herself and had to take care of someone. Let's hear her story and let's get keen. We could learn one thing or two. So Annie, could you take it up? Okay, so uh, I had COVID-19. COVID, COVID, coronavirus. I don't know how we call the disease, but yes, I had COVID in January. Uh, I think from the 3rd of January to about the 25th. So a friend of mine uh, went to register her vehicle. Is it pay for insurance rather? Yeah. Then she came. I spent the whole day with her from like 14 to somewhere 19 to 20 yeah we were together the whole time i know she wasn't even wearing a mask at that point i didn't think much of covid19 i didn't even pay much attention to people that were talking about it then the following day 
I was home alone. Everyone had been to work. I was just seated and I felt very strange. I had a headache. I felt extremely weak. I was wondering what that was. It was just horrible. It was horrible. And I called my mom. She gave me some remedies. Just know the usual mom remedies. Ginger, lemon. Drink this. You put them together. I did that. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I felt better for a short time. And then I go sick again. At night, my legs were... I don't even know what to say. I don't even know how I can explain this, but there was so much pain. I couldn't even stand for a long period of time. Even five minutes was just too much for me. So I had to get a rub on just to relieve my legs of the pain. And yeah, I was in bed most of the time. It was a really horrible experience. I really, if, you you couldn't even wish that on your worst enemy, if at all you have enemies. It's the worst experience. But thanks to my mom's love and care, I got better. She was always there to take care of me. And yeah, got better. Fast forward to... I still have COVID aftershocks, by the way. Uh, My nose isn't working properly, but other people have back pain, which is worse. But it's fine. So you you obviously have some aftershocks after COVID, but then it gets better eventually. Fast forward to July this year. Uh, Unza had just announced that everyone should go home. And yeah, as usual, we didn't want to go home. So yeah, most, most of us moved to boarding houses. Uh, my mom called me and she said she wasn't feeling me. So I told her, no, when you're coming from work, you should come pick me up and go home together. Yeah, we came home. I uh, I made her steam. She looked better and she even ate because when she came to pick me up, she was looking really sick and she complained about pain in her back. So when we came home, I got lemon leaves, ginger and garlic and I made her steam. After that, I cooked for her and she ate. The following day, just for the cooking and she didn't even come out of bed. Ah, started getting worried. I made her steam again. She looked a bit better. Continued with the same routine. And then on the third day, I came back home on a Thursday, Friday. On Saturday evening, I just told her, no, we need to get medication you should start taking the COVID medication. So we went to the pharmacy, we got uh, a cough syrup, we got azithromycin, zinc, and vitamin C. So she started taking the azithromycin and the zinc and the cough syrup, but then her cough just got worse and worse and worse and worse. The following day or the Sunday, she looked a bit okay, but then by night time she got worse again. Monday, uh, my mom's friend who's a nurse came through and tested her for COVID and she tested positive, but it was a mild positive. So apparently with COVID, you have this, this severe type of COVID where you're on oxygen and everything. And then there's the mild part where according to the nurse she was responding to treatment because the symptoms they had described earlier were for severe cases of COVID-19. So from there we went to the hospital and then she was put on cypromycin, uh, yes, which is an antibiotic which is supposed to clear your, your chest. So from there we came back and started taking the medication and then that counteracted with her blood pressure medication and started feeling a lot of pain in her chest from there fast forward to three days later she complained of not breathing well so i had asked a friend of mine to come through with an oximeter so we checked her oxygen levels and they were like at 86 so we decided to go to the hospital 
we went to the hospital uh, after she was checked and everything we were given a prescription actually before that her oxygen levels by the time we had gotten to the hospital had risen to like 92 and the COVID symptoms went so much so uh, the doctor ordered for a chest scan and it was discovered that she actually had pneumonia so she had COVID pneumonia so just there they said she had to be admitted they wrote up like two prescriptions that I had to lunch at night yeah it was, it was something i never in my life did i think that at 20 years old that's where i would be i'd be at that point it was it was quite but she's fine now she was discharged she's much 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 better i'm really grateful for my friends for the prayers i'm really grateful for my church family that came in and helped with the care. It's it's really been a rough road. Yeah, that's my story. And what effects came with that? Like what with that whole experience? Is that anything that came with it or you just remain as sane as you were at first? Yeah. You can't think straight. You are I don't know. I reached a point where I became so numb because at that point, before that, before this whole experience, I had a friend whose dad had been in hospital and, you know, you're helping your friend out and then all of a sudden, now you're in the same position. How do you help someone? Personally, I'm used to being the person that advises the person that prays for others the person that's there for others but when you're in the point when you're at the point where your friends usually are you're lost you don't know what to do when you're the one who gives the advice and now you're the one in the situation your advice doesn't really work for you that's when i began to understand the saying things are easier said than done i'm used to saying things and encouraging and praying and what but then when it was my turn i didn't even know what to say i didn't know what to do all the advice i gave people when they were in a similar situation as me i just felt as though it was noise even to my own ears and yet it came out of my own mouth so it's just it's it's mentally draining it's exhausting you burn out you literally burn out especially if you have no one to help you. You see, the way COVID is, it requires you to help somebody. For instance, uh, when mom was sick, she needed help. Eh? You know, the secret with COVID is, the reason why most people die rather is, it's not because of, yes, it's the, one of the major factors is the fact that you're, lungs are clogged you can't breathe and all those things but then if you don't have care as well when you're in hospital or wherever that's what also strains your body because you need someone to take care of you You need someone to be there with you you need someone to remind you that everything is going to be okay you need someone to be there and say okay you know what this is happening but we're going to get through this Many people die from depression, not even COVID. They die from depression because they feel like they're being neglected. There's so much stigma that surrounds COVID-19. You hear someone has COVID, everybody wants to run. Yes, you have to protect yourself and whatnot, but then also care for the other person. You can mask up, wear latex gloves. You can help that person. You don't entirely have to neglect that person. This is why people die because of the neglect that neglect leads to depression people need to be taken care of they need to be shown love even just waving at them from the door is fine at least let them feel that there's someone here with me they don't have to be depressed they don't have to it's a lot okay yeah but that's it just comes with so much mental stress and exhaustion and 
yeah you just get confused and you don't know what to do it's it's a lot it's a lot Thank you for that story Annie and we are glad that your mom is not doing okay and that you are also healed although not everything is gone but you are healed and we are glad to hear that Thank you So let me just go to Chewy now Chewy uh as did you ever experience a time when or did you ever experience covid yourself a time when you had to take care of a person and what approach do you think we as Uh, as people who are really taking care of that person or who have covid what approach could we take to best suit this pandemic okay thank you thank you for that question tevin and annie thank you for that uh, touching story because uh, it's very touching and relatable because i was once in such a situation <clears throat> my actually for me it ended badly because the person we were looking after was more of my mentor and he was my granddad and i spent like the last two years with him almost every day then when he got covid we had situations where i used to spend i used to spend time with this person every day and you can imagine you are with him every day and he has covid and you are the, you you you've been there all the time and you cannot yes. move away because of covid so you do not have to stigmatize him so i was there with him even the time he had covid even our old ways we used to do them the same way in terms of if he has a bottle of a ju- juice or something like that then he gives it to me i would drink because i didn't want him to feel bad or alone so it it was a very much a uh, traumatic traumatic experience because he's somebody i looked up to and i never thought of him dying you understand so for me it was very traumatic like through all his experience he was a chubby man and i saw him lose weight i saw him uh put on oxygen i saw him his blood getting uh having clots and spending so much money to buy pills that would uh soften his blood all those things that we went through just to make him feel better but alas uh covid won the 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 wasis the 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 battle and we lost him but what i led through that process uh i can just relate to what annie said is that the covid patients need people around let me say that again covid people need uh covid patients need people around because more you find that what's killing them is not covid but depression and isolation because this person is alone and they're now thinking they're depressed because they're thinking oh, where is everyone now and they've neglected me you understand you cannot you cannot they cannot see their family they cannot see their friends their life is no longer the same they are all alone in this place the whole day so a lot of people now start thinking a lot get depressed and for those who've got bp now that's when the bp shoots because you are alone now in this place where you're not usually uh or maybe you're a workaholic and now you're in this place where you think you're thinking work is piling up how am i going to pay the tuition fees for my kids how am i going to be able to put food on the table while you're in the hospital so those are some of the things that uh really have killed a lot of people when it comes to covid yeah a lot yeah because people have stressed a lot have thought a lot while being isolated so like and said they need people around but it's 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 more of now trying to be so careful around them but don't make them notice that you're being careful because it will show a sign of stigma to them in some way because people are moving away because i remember there was a time when my granddad just came to me and said do you know that people are avoiding me because i have covid and also he made a statement do you not do you know that the first person who would get sick of covid would be you because you've always been there you understand for me i didn't really care about the i really cared about the relationship i shared with him i really cared because i thought if i'm not going to be there he's going to be alone then you'll start thinking a lot and you'll have all these disturbances which will lead to him maybe getting depressed or just having the high blood pressure and something else kills him so i feel these people need to have somebody to take care of them yeah so that's what i think 
Thank you for that. Thank you for that insight, Chewe. And I'm glad you spoke about how isolation is really something that drives you crazy. I could relate very much because I had to be in a room. <laughs> Annie knows. Annie knows. <laughs> I had to be in a room and isolated. It's, it's even a whole house <laughs> alone, practically alone with no one only talking yeah. on phone and that just mentally drives you crazy you think yeah. about all people would come and kill you it's wild it's it's a mental disturbance that you really can't think of and you find that as the who database came out when they were doing a report they found out that the number of gender-based uh violent cases were now increasing addictions were increasing because now they're nowhere to get help from they're yeah. nowhere to really get that physical so sometimes no matter what happens there's something about physicality you're meeting in person with someone it's just that yeah. different yes like it's just a different thing of being in contact with someone so they found out that this was really affecting everyone and from you guys you've said depression and you find there's so much what segregation from 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 just this perspective yeah how why is that society as really because from hiv and it's because we had hiv and it's very polar we had we have we have had so many pandemics so many pandemics coming up why do you think why do you think we've thought to really uh what can i say to really cancel out the whole thought of segregation why do you think is that any of you could give us tip okay so personally i feel like you know when when there's a pandemic there are rules that come with it eh? like i don't yeah. know if you call them instructions rules they tell you stay away from people don't do this don't do that don't do this yes we get that but that should be with people outside not with people close to you not with people within your proximity you're telling me your parent or your sibling can be sick and you just look at them and watch them die most of these pandemics if you've noticed they lead to people being bedridden and they need nursing care they need to be cared for most people die like we've said because of being neglected and when you're neglected you get depressed different when they tell you stand one meter apart rinse your hands sorry wash your hands sanitize whatever it's different when it comes to someone that's close to you we should have compassion for our parents our what i remember mom was like no you get sick you get what i'm here i'm not sick i've been taking care of her i decided i even got a mattress and i started sleeping in her room now until i post her and i now sleep on her bed i make sure she's fine you know just because you're taking care of someone that mean you also get sick yeah okay if you get sick it's happened take the medication you'll be fine we are young these are our parents they are more prone to even getting worse than us we've got stronger immune systems than them so let's just develop a heart of love and compassion especially towards people that are close to us you know i have friends that would come regardless of this me being a risk to them give them covid despite my home being a hotspot my mom being sick they would still come and help out you know like that's how we should live have love and compassion for other people when you're done helping out remove those clothes wash them hang them on the sun take a bath steam take a pill of azithromycin take vitamin c you're good to go then necessarily means stay away completely isolate them isolate this is why people die don't neglect people we shouldn't do that yes the rules have said this the rules have said this we can still maintain that and still take care of people make make sure they feel loved make sure they feel cared for okay sorry yeah thank you for that i feel your passion i feel where you're coming from chewe any additions to what ani had to say yes so um i can even start from is it hiv aids is it ebola yes yes it there's one thing that has come out the most which is yeah. lack of information yes that's so true people who 
tend to uh, stigmatize or maybe just uh, isolate themselves from patients or people who are positive in that disease is because they lack proper information about that yeah. disease. Because mm-hmm. if you got it with HIV and AIDS, the case was a lot of people even started shying away from eating with these people. But they did not understand that the disease was sexually transmitted. So it's all about uh, cultivating the culture of reading the actual information, getting to understand the disease so that you can be able to now find ways on how we can kill this issue of stigma or maybe just isolating ourselves from people who are, uh, is it COVID positive? Because information actually fills up the gap. So the moment people get to really understand what really goes on with COVID, what do the nurses do that make them to attend to these patients that we cannot do? You understand? Those are some of the things that people really, really need to understand. Because if your mother or or your sister is sick, it is not all the time that the the, the, nurses, the, the medical personnel will be there. So you will have to attend to that person. So we need to really get information and really understand what this uh, this uh, this disease is all about, so that we can be able to come, so that we can be able to help out uh, the patients who are COVID positive. So it's all about information and understanding how to go about it. That would really help us to kill out the stigma that comes with COVID nineteen. Thank you. Said, um, let's look at what medical personnel do in order to attend to these people, yeah? Nurses wear, what do what they call them, PPE, protective wear, before yep. going into the wards to check on the patients and do all these things. We can observe and see what they're doing in order to be close to close enough to this person, give them education, give them all these things. That shouldn't be a different situation from us here at home. Yes, you might not necessarily have the protective wear, you might not necessarily have these things, but yes, let's say you have an isolation room, yeah? At the door, you can put a stool or a small table and put a bottle of sanitizer there. Maybe have specific clothing you wear when going to see this person. You go see them, you give them food, you give them whatever, you help them with whatever. Maybe even sit there for a while, 30 minutes to an hour, talk, you know, when you're leaving, you sanitize. The moment you reach, you come out of there, rather, you remove those clothes, you wash them, or you just hang them on the sun. Like he said also, lack of information. If you've noticed, uh, COVID started from Wuhan, right? And that place is extremely cold. And even when it came to Zambia, it wasn't, it didn't spread rapidly. It started to spread when we got to June, July, when it became really cold. People don't, I don't know whether we just don't read, we just don't understand. I don't know. COVID can only survive in cold environments, extremely cold environments. You will never find it in a place that 25 degrees and above. It can't survive. Even the vaccine. It's the same thing. Rather, you can just take those clothes off, hang them on the sun, whatever you choose to decide to be a protective wear, jeans, a jersey, whatever, put it on the sun. When you're going to see the person wear the same stuff, just like that, it's fine. It's going to get better at some point. What's not okay is leaving that person alone and neglecting them. Thank yeah. you. Thank so you for that, Nani. Just uh, read this information and, yeah. Thank you for those insights, Annie, both Annie and Chewe. Before we even run out of time, before I even let you go, uh, you've really all both talked about um, mental health. Uh, let's say we've got post-traumatic stress disorder. There's so much that has come with this financial stre- stress. There is so many strains that we've developed. From Let me ask from a psychological, let's say, perspective, from a professional point of view, Chewe, how how could we how could we even hear what steps could we take to literally get back our mental health i know it's not gonna be easy but what steps could we start what baby steps could we start okay thank you for that question so uh with ptsd that is post-traumatic stress disorder 
mostly it happens after an event occurs so for instance if uh, we've lost a lot of people during this time we've had friends who are sick and got into a level that has really traumatized us uh, what then can we do to really come out from this sphere so the first step is this we need to take breaks from watching uh, is it a tv is it news that's playing there is it anything that is going to be related to covid-19 then also we have to take time from reading is it on social media is it on whatever platform that really talks about uh, about covid-19 in terms of the numbers that have increased is it the people who are dying for instance these days when you just open facebook somebody has died we have to take a break from them and just experience the life that you experienced before you had a mobile phone before you had a tv like i would say they're now calling it experience a village kind of lifestyle because this is the life that is going to now give you a taking a breather away from everything that is uh, uh that is happening around that is going to bring uh, mental disturbances then another thing that you could do in this time is that you have to take care of your body you understand because covid comes into your body you have to take care of your body some of the things that you need to do you have to take some routines that you can uh, invest in for instance just uh, taking breaths in the morning because covid comes to attack the lungs so you have to make a way of just exercising those lungs so that you can be able to breathe in and breathe out and 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 have uh, uh what's this healthy lungs then the other thing is also that you need to really do to just uh be better in this uh pandemic is that eat healthy we need to eat healthy especially especially fruits is it citrus fruits because i've heard that uh oranges are one of the best fruits that you can eat at such a at such a time yes so invest into eating fruits that would really help you is it lemons that you can afford eat lemons then also you need to exercise so there are different types of exercises that you can do the first exercise is this one that we get to know the the exercise of the body then also you can take time to maybe be part of the is it is it Tevin you mentioned that you're part of uh, is it a book a book courses a book club a book club yes yeah. so you can take part in is, is it mental gymnastics that's what i call reading books is mental gymnastics that you can just read about things that are not really connected to covid but just something else that can really just keep you updated and just uh uh going then that also another thing is that get to have enough sleep you now you need to rest during this time just relax rest and uh, sleep enough but there's some things that you need to really get to avoid at such a time i know a lot of people have invested in this thing because they're mostly staying at home not doing anything things like drinking excessive alcohol or maybe smoking tobacco these are really things that are really going to affect you at this time so i feel you need to really just stay away from these things that are going to that are going to uh, uh, affect you then the other thing that you need to do is that make time to unwind what am i trying to say find something that you can do that you will enjoy doing so there are a lot of things that you can do while you're at home so it's not all the time that you have fun when you go outside the house no there are some things that you can do indoors that you can have fun for instance you can just uh start cooking is it try new recipes and stuff like that so that you can be able to 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 be active in this moment then the other thing is that connect other people you need to connect with other people so you may you earlier had me say avoid facebook yeah avoid the main facebook but you can connect with the people via messenger and what you should do avoid talking about covid-19 because the more you talk about it the more your friend the other friend doesn't know what you're doing they will just bring up the issues eh unavela this person died did you hear that other person died so avoid bringing up that conversation talk about the, the some of the things are you going to talk about school are you going to talk about work talk about things that you know are really going to just uh bring benefit to you unlike talking to uh, to us is unlike talking about covid-19 then the last but not the least 
the thing that you would do is com- uh, uh, connect with your community or is it church because now church is now being held virtually so you can be able to attend church services virtually that would really help you because you're still connecting with your with your with your with your church members via uh, social media platforms like uh, like facebook uh, with virtual virtual uh, services so those are some of the things that you could really invest in during this time so that you shouldn't be out of touch with people so the most thing that you need to really do is connect to people find people that you can be able to talk to at such a time but avoid talking about COVID in terms of the bad news that comes in. Because every time you mention COVID, there's somebody who's going to get traumatized because they lost somebody because of COVID. So those are some of the things that people could really find time to do and invest in so that they can remain sane during this pandemic. So yeah, so those are some of the things that people can invest in. Thank you, Chewe, for that long uh, list, and we love it. (laughs) Seriously, we're going to make sure we keep up to it. Thank you very much. Guys, before I even let you, please, I want you to cover just one aspect that I really need you to see. We've seen that you've really talked about how to heal from the mental aspect of it. We've really talked about how COVID has really interrupted everything mentally, because mostly we're focusing on our mental aspect. We've talked about stigma around covid and all that my thing is that my last question is this so far we've known that this the healthy society is trying its best to really develop a vaccine and vaccines have been developed and we've seen trails of lines for people in every part of the world but there's some people still having mixed feelings against this we uh, i want to ask what do you think what steps from your perspective, from you, and Annie, what steps should people take with regards to the vaccine? Ah, okay. So, and Annie, yeah, don't forget, I'm... we're going to get our vaccine in September. So, while you're saying those words, <laughs> I know. <laughs> when you make me say... <laughs> yeah. So, um. Keeping what Evan has said in mind, I've heard a lot of conspiracy theories about every vaccine. Others, I think the funniest of them all is the one uh, I read about, I think, the week, the good one, two weeks ago. This this man says uh, when you take the vaccine, uh, you die within a space of five years. Honestly, if you have experienced COVID and you, you've taken care of someone that has had COVID, you'll be the first one in that line. That's all I can say. I know people have different beliefs and I don't know that, you, yeah, whatever, beliefs, but at the end of the day, I feel like if your heart is for it go for it if it's not it's okay but don't start bashing people for going for the vaccine especially if you haven't experienced it um yes it's it's very foolish to say uh you can't advise me because you've never gone through this but on this aspect concerning covid19 yeah i'm going to tell you you can't tell me anything because you've never gone through it, especially if you've never gone through it. I remember, I'm saying this because I remember the time when the time I had COVID, somebody told me I had no faith. So, guys, what I'm trying to say is let's respect each other. Those that are for the vaccine, go for it. If you ask me, I would advise you to go and get the vaccine. If you asked me, that's my perspective. Like, go and get the vaccine. It's for your own good and for your family's good after going through what i went through yeah just do it just yeah we're on good thank you annie for that chewy what's your view okay so for me i'm very i'm a very uh i'm a person who really loves information and i like to speak from the backing 
you understand yes so my my cry out there to the people is that spend time reading about the vaccine so that you can be able to make the right choice because there are a lot of like like Annie said there are a lot of conspiracy theories that have come up and uh, a lot has been talked about the vaccines and we've seen a lot of uh, western country presidents even mentioning that uh, some of the vaccines that we are receiving here have have not been allowed in other countries so we need to really invest time into understanding what are we trying to put in ourselves before we make that final decision because it's going to really help us to even uh 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 what's defend ourselves when people start coming and say oh no this and this about this vaccine so i would like to urge everyone out there to just really study and read about these vaccines what are the existing percentages that these vaccines will protect you from covid you understand what are the side effects that other people have taken and have experienced so that you can be able to make that concrete decision that would really help you and benefit uh you in the long run so just really understand study the vaccines which one is the best which one is really working for a lot of black people if you are a black person which one is working for the white press the, the white people understand all those aspects that come with it so that you can be able to make the right choice so that's what i can say study before you make that decision so that that decision can be informed that's all i can say about the vaccines thank you chewe and thank you ani seriously guys this has been a great conversation we've really talked about mental health we've really talked about covid in its own spectrum we've really covered the pandemic as a whole world nation we've really covered the steps to take when you want to heal from your mental health isolation stigma how our alcoholism addictions have really increased and we've looked at our statistics really we've even talked about the vaccination so thank you guys for being on our platform and thank you very much for really taking time to really spend time with us today give us your closing remarks and how people could get in touch with you okay so uh my closing remarks are that let us mask up let us uh let us not stigmatize uh, uh covid positive people and let us read about the vaccines so that we can really get to understand uh what the vaccines have and the impact that they will have on our lives and yeah then for those who would like to just reach out to me if you need to have a counseling session you need somebody to talk to you can reach me on 0973-1375-24. My number is 0973-1375-24. And my sessions are mostly after five because uh, I work during the day. I work for Koparo Zambia. Yeah, so you can just call me after five so that we can maybe talk about anything that really is affecting you and find a way of making you sane. Yeah, thank you. And that's a free session Chewe or it's a paid session. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so it is a free session. So I offer pro bono counseling services because I feel uh we cannot charge uh when it comes to something that has really affected a lot of young people. So I have thought of just offering free of charge. I have some colleagues that I work with that we get to offer online counseling services because of covid we have to become innovative so yeah so we get to offer online counseling services that uh just free of charge you don't have to pay anything yeah so we offer free of charge counseling services thank you for that chewe thank you for those cl- closing remarks and how we could reach you ani um yeah like you said mask up social distance but take care of your loved ones love them pray with them feed them make sure they are they feel loved and if there's anybody who is taking care of someone or you're sick yourself and you need someone to talk to you need someone to pray with you you can call me on 965 140416 
I'm more than willing to help you out, to speak to you if you just need anything. If you are caring for someone and you are burnt out and exhausted, you need tips on how to care for someone, give them. And one more thing, if you are taking care of someone that has COVID, ensure that you have vitamin C, azithromycin do not get any cough syrups and then for antibiotics the best would be amoxil because it barely reacts with other medications and also make sure you have an oximeter and a machine that measures blood pressure that's if the person you're caring for has bp if not it's fine but just ensure that you have an oximeter azithromycin vitamin c amoxil and zinc yes those are very important that's like your go-to kit for covid patients yeah that's it take care everybody have a nice weekend <laughs> thank you for that annie the closing remarks and thank you Cho. we're glad to have you and guys you've headed from our two I think these people are just going to be the right people now for this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this discussion is just incredible. <laughs> so thank you for that, guys. And we've heard it. They've told us about the steps, everything that you need to know to conquer yourself through this COVID. For any of more information about how to reach them, or how to take these steps, check in our description box below. And don't forget to share this episode with anyone else who is in need or to really come through and talk to us you'll find the way to reach us in our description box or come to our IG page at Zambian Child Tevin Smart. I want to say thank you guys and this is our time we have to say bye to the audience and to you. Okay, so I'm responding to the three questions. Um, when we first heard of COVID-19 as a family, uh, we didn't take it serious. We thought it was only affecting the white people. So we could move around without masks, mask and all that and then um the effects have been bad because uh, it has actually i have lost three of my family members and it has really been bad so the impact has made uh, my family and i to start taking the covid19 regulations seriously and just keeping safe yeah so yeah, that's what I can say about the three questions you asked.